It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. CBS Friday. TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. Used to be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I am your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And we just got home from, you know, this little shindig. Uh, Arizona football defeated the North Dakota State Bison 31-28 at Arizona Stadium tonight in, um, you know, an underdog victory because Arizona was not picked to win this game by anyone except the very clairvoyant Lee Corso and myself and Jason, maybe a couple other people, but you know, most people did not pick Arizona. Scrappy underdog, the scrap- FCS powerhouse, North Dakota. The people on the street said it couldn't be done. AKA the Vegas, best team on earth. Vegas said it couldn't be done. I asked a bison on the way to the game. He did not even answer me. Wow. Said it you could. S- you speak bison? Be- <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, anyway. <laughs> wow. What did it sound like? Um, I think we should start with the overall atmosphere, Shelby. Let's do that. Let's do like let's do the atmosphere at the beginning versus the end. Oh my god. So Shelby is look, um, you know like one of those like when you watch the first of all, dogs are eating super effing loud. I right hope you now. guys can't hear this. They're, they're um, crunching very second loud. Second of all, you know like when you're watching the commercials and it's like how great this medicine is and then like on the bottom it says like, but it could give you, you know, Migraines cancer, and cancer migraines, and hemorrhoids. That's, that's or... Shelby on this podcast. You will be entertained, but keep in mind, Shelby, I'm not responsible for anything she says. I'm going to try to not be crazy, but you guys like it when I'm crazy. That's what all the tweets say. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Um, anyway. So basically the atmosphere uh, was pretty much uh, 50% Arizona fans and 50% North Dakota State fans that all traveled here and spent their money in our town. So thank you. Okay, shall we slow down? Uh, it was a very impressive crowd. It was amazing. Um, a few things that were interesting to me, Shell. Yeah, tell me. Not a nice fan base. No. They're... Very surprising. Got multiple. Now, I, I don't know. I didn't have experience with it except for Twitter, and Twitter's not real life. But there were multiple people online that DM'd me or tweeted at me that they were not having the best experience with North Dakota State fans. In the bathrooms. Now, I, I'm sure there's bad seeds everywhere. Like, we went to Barrett on Friday, and there was no issues with North Dakota State fans. No one talked to anybody there were people watching when robin said we're gonna kick your ass they laughed it wasn't a big deal shout out president robin for actually saying that mm-hmm. um but from my, what i understand uh they weren't the most the the nicest fan base there Maybe were some tact- issues they need some tact lessons now part of this is this whole we are the underdog no one links last and my mommy left me you know it's just whatever and it's like eventually you, you just say it so much that you believe like it is you against the entire free world 
and it showed in the way they played, and we'll get to that later, but, like, the fan base was, it was interesting. Now, they support their team. And it's that's awesome, great. stay to the end, but my wife made a point, and I, I've always said this, and it's happened to me before, where when I was didn't work for the website, I was just a fan, or even sometimes with the website, one of the worst feelings is, like, you know, when I travel with the website, I don't care if people know this, the money comes out of my pocket. That's why we're always pushing subscriptions, and so I can give you guys the best Wildcat authority possible. So, like, I always think of basketball when Arizona played Buffalo, and I went to Boise, and I spent multiple days there, you know, thousands of dollars out of my pocket, and then they get their ass kicked, and you're so mad, I took, like, a 5 a.m. flight, I got, like, super sick, it was awful. And if you're, like, a North Dakota State fan, well, let Shelby, Shelby made the point, so go for it. I just tweeted, can you imagine how North Dakota State fans feel after the travel, after the hotel, after the food, and, like, believing a thousand percent that they were going to win the game? Like, just like that hubris moment where, you know, in, I, this is kind of a deep cut here. Greek mythology, uh, one of the biggest themes in Greek mythology is the hubris and the pride goeth before the fall thing. Um, and they really, really, really believed that they were going to win this game. There was no way they were going to lose the game. So with, when you couple all of those elements together and then your team does lose, that is the worst feeling ever. And so, <laughs> uh, but their behavior, I don't feel bad for them. They were, a lot of them were not very nice, so. And I think part of it is like, like you mentioned, you know, normally, and, and I know North Dakota State isn't a normal FCS school. They're absolutely not. Again, we'll get to that when we talk about the game itself. But you can't find one North Dakota State fan that thought they were losing this football game. No. ESPN predicted ESPN predicted Arizona to lose, except for Lee Corso. But sometimes Lee Corso doesn't even know where he is at this right. point. But even you were on a North Dakota podcast. You did as a courtesy yesterday. He was a nice guy. He was nice. But you said that he had a writer on the site, like right underneath your yeah. podcast, that was crazy. I think, I think one of the lines was mean. Jaden Delora was on crack cocaine. Was yeah, I mean, like not even professional. Um, but the guy itself was Ross was was very nice and did a, a good job. And very professional. Right. He was professional. It was right. his writer um, on his site that was kind of uh, off kilter. But there's not one person that thought that they were going to come in here and lose that game. We are the FBS Kings. And I got a lot of crap because I tweeted the other day, I don't really give a shit what happened in 2009 or 15. It means nothing. No one on these rosters were there. Like, I don't even care. And I said this before. I don't care what happened at NAU last year. Everyone was asking, and I get it. You asked about the mindset, but what happened in that game? Like, I saw a North Dakota message board saying, like, this is the same team that lost to NAU. It's not the same team. No, it's not. And I said before the season, I don't know if Arizona's making a bowl. But as my friend Mike Luke would say, I stand resolute. Arizona does not suck. And I, and, and I said this during the spring and I, or in the fall. Like, you can ask Shelby, and I, I don't want to go back and whatever. You can ask Shelby. Last year when I watched Arizona football in fall camp, I would come home every day and basically said, I hate doing this. They're terrible. And this year, I kept she'd be like, how does the team look? I said, they're, they're good. Like, I don't, again, I don't know if they're a six-win team. That takes time, but they're not a bad team. They're not going to be an easy win for most teams on their schedule. We've talked about this. They were kind of had some close games last year, and that was Jed Fish's first year. So we've got a second-year team in. 
we know that they're all gelling they all are buying into the belief culture that jet is building and you are starting to see those results and it's also bleeding into the fan base and you mentioned last year the jumping into the game the biggest difference between last year and this year is quarterback play of course and jane and delora i mentioned on the podcast i i maybe once i don't think at all has back-to-back bad games He's had bad games. You said it just like the last podcast. Right, but it back-to-back, very rare, if at all. And so I was confident he would play well. And the biggest thing, which is kind of funny, is that last week, everyone, including us, were all over his ass saying he needs to run the ball. And today he comes out, he has 10 carries, career high, for 50 yards, career high. And they were all smart running decisions. There was one play, I was in the third or fourth quarter, I don't remember, where he only ran for like a five-yard gain. And it was only a five-yard gain, but it was a very similar play to a play last week against Mississippi State where he ran around and then threw a pick. Mm -hmm. And this time he ran around, took five yards, and went out of bounds. He was absolutely fantastic. 20 of 28 for 229 yards, one TD, add the yards rushing, add the TD rushing. I thought he did exactly what Arizona needed him to do. And the thing is, 20 for 229, you're averaging 11 and a half yards per completion. That's a pretty damn impressive number. You're averaging a first down to pass a completion, basically. So shout out to him and shout out to his bling also. That he yeah, had he had some impressive. sweet bling on tonight in the presser. Also, I believe in last podcast, I said that there's nobody else that is harder on themselves than Jaden Delora and that he was going to watch a lot of tape. And he said that in the presser after the game. He went back and watched tape from the first game. He went and watched a lot of tape from the last last week. He recognized where he needed to be moving because he realized that the offense just completely deflated when he let those moments go. So he really takes that to heart, and he did so much better this week. And I believe he said, I'd have to go back and listen because we just got done with it, but I think he said he had a one-on-one with Jimmy Doherty on Tuesday and then a one-on-one with Fish on Wednesday. Mm -hmm about the Mississippi State game and moving plan, running, and all that, decisions being made. And again, he even said after the game, he goes, that was all on me. Wasn't on my receivers, wasn't on the play calling. Like tonight, he said about Mississippi State, I had to be better. And, you know, again, like, I can't stress this enough. I know people were very frustrated by Mississippi State, but what you see against San Diego State and what you saw tonight is more of the actual Jaden Delora than the shit game he had. He's not going to be perfect. He's not the best quarterback in the country. He is more than good enough to help this team win football games. And his composure against a very good defense was, I mean, the running decisions were pretty much perfect. And there was a few plays where maybe, you know. He, it, he missed an open guy. Right, but or... keep, keep this in mind, and this is crazy. So, obviously, Arizona's let up some sacks this season. Tonight was the first time that Arizona has led up a sack where Jaden Delora was touched. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> so think about it. Like, there's been sacks on bad snaps. There was a sack, you know, where he fell and hit his knee or whatever against Mississippi State. Arizona has led up one sack all year in three games where Jaden Delora has been touched. I mean, so we're talking about the O-line. You know, basically everyone was very nervous Coming into the season about the O-line, I mean, that stat is showing the improvement that that we are all expecting. And speaking of the O-line, we might as well talk about Arizona's rushing game. So North Dakota State's defense is predicated on stopping the run. 
that's what they want to do. And they're going to sell out sometimes, and so be it. And what is crazy is when you look at the numbers, they did not stop the run. They did not. Uh, Arizona, again, did more than enough. And this was a multi-back experience. Okay, Michael Wiley, nine carries, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Delora, the 50 yards. Coleman, six for 32 in the touchdown. Uh, Luke had that big 28-yard carry late in the game. And he was in crutches in a boot after the game. We don't know how he is, but I will caution before people freak out. And I have no idea what the injury is. This just isn't me. You know, this is me. But it's pretty much protocol to put him in a boot and crutches and on Jed any type that. of spray. Jed so, said after the game, they, they just throw him in a boot just to stabilize it. And they take a look at it after the game. Even DJ, four carries, 18 yards. Uh, the only bad carry of the game was Jamari Joyner. I love Jed, but that was a horrible Everybody knew that decision. was a horrible decision. Uh, you can't put him in the game when everyone knows what's happening. There's just no reason to hand the ball off normal. Not a good decision. But that running game, 36 carries, 165 yards, three touchdowns, 4.6 yards a carry. More than enough to win against a team. Now, time of possession is a very big deal with North Dakota State. It was only a three-minute difference tonight. And the big reason is Arizona's ability to run the ball. Yep. And I do think in both of our previews of this game, we recognize that it, Arizona's offensive weapons were were going to kind of prevail over, over North Dakota State's defense because we did recognize that they have some holes. And they do have, um, obviously, a player, players that were out, whatever, where it's getting late, I'm tired. But – Brian Peterson Overall, had a good stat. Let's a hear it. Arizona's three rushing touchdowns were its most since the three rushing touchdowns against Oregon State in November 2019. The last time it did so was again in 2019 when it beat Texas Tech. So it's been a few three years since Arizona put together three rushing touchdowns. And what happens when you rush is it opens up the passing game. Which was awesome. And eventually, you know, North Dakota State continued to sell out the rushing, which is great and all that. But, you know, we said it. I think North Dakota State secondary is very good. You know, the North Dakota State guy, Ross, said that he felt there were NFL guys in the secondary. It's very possible. But there is a difference between athletes that North Dakota State faces on a weekly basis and the athletes that Arizona has. Dorian Singer is super athletic. It is not a coincidence that he caught the ball six times for 88 yards. North Dakota State bracketed Jacob Cowan, tried to take him out of the game, and Jaden Delora said, yeah, whatever. I, I don't know. I have to rewatch the game and see if they stopped bracketing him or if he was just that good. But he got open in the second half. He finished five for 55 with a touchdown, and he was two big catches. My boy, I'll give you credit, your boy. My boy. Our boy. Tanner McLaughlin, four catches, 50 yards. The tight end is a real thing. But, like, it, it's it, – the, the catch of the game might have been the Jonah Coleman play. Yes, that was a great <laughs> where, catch. Where he shed what felt like the entire North Dakota State team. The offense was really, really good. Are there complaints? Sure. You can complain about the time management at the end of the first half. Well, you could even just looking at the the first drive of the game, right? Was you know a little lackluster, but you know that's nerves maybe too. Jamari Joiner, the play call there, but you know it, it, again, like 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. When you look at it and you look at everything, the offense finished with 394 yards, but it scored 31 points on 64 plays. And we said that this would be a very low play game. North Dakota State, the lower the better. North Dakota State only ran, here as I look at my stats, 57 plays. So Arizona ran 64 plays. So 64 plays to get 31 points is pretty damn good. This was a very good offensive game. And the key, Jetfish said after the game it was clean. One penalty for 15 yards, which is bullshit. I still don't know what the penalty is. Yeah, was. that was ridiculous. But, then, wait, no, that was the fewest penalties in yards since the Wildcats were flagged once for five yards in a 2019 win at Colorado. Thank you, Brian Peterson. We're stealing your stats. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty impressive. And Jed actually said it was a clean win. It was very disciplined. And that's something that I am very impressed with. I'm always anxious about, you know, penalties on the field, whether it's on the offense or defense. But Jed has this culture of discipline and not buying into the other team's shenanigans because we know from just watching from the press box, we're going to go back and watch the tape, that um, NDSU played a little dirty tonight and Arizona did not buy into it but they, what was the final stop for NDSU? I think it was like six, six penalties for six, six, penalty yards. For 60 yards. So And one big one, that face mask was the, very big. The face mask was a lifesaver. Now, we mentioned coaching. Coaching. And I, I, I basically started yelling in the press box. No, you didn't. Uh, I ripped off my shirt. On the said, inside. No, I said, what the F is Matt Entz doing? It was, I, I don't understand what you he was doing. You have fourth and two. There's two decisions that you can make. It's very simple. Decision number one, you kick the field goal. Decision number two, you give it to Hunter Lipke. Those are your two decisions. Jerry Roberts basically said, we said, what was going through your head? And he goes, well, I saw Cole Payton in the game and I knew he was running it because that's what they did every time he was in the game. Mm-hmm. Straight up said it. They yep. put Cole Payton in the game. Everybody in the building knew that Cole Payton was going to run it once he was in the game. And you don't give your, the ball to a dude that had 18 carries for 115 yards, two touchdowns, three catches for 65 yards, and another touchdown. Hunter Lipke is an NFL player. Oh, he's I don't know where amazing. he gets drafted, but he is getting drafted. And for you not to give, and, and I make the basketball metaphor, where I always want my best player to take the last shot because I can live and die knowing that I put my team in the best opportunity to win. For him not on that fourth and two to either kick a field goal or to give the ball to his best player is asinine. 
And I don't want to take anything away from Arizona because even on the other, the following drive by North Dakota State, Arizona's defense where they forced the punt was all over North Dakota State. And, I, I mean, you could say they were tired. You could say Arizona's defense finally figured it out, whatever it may be. But that fourth and two call by Entz was just complete dog shit. Like, if Jed Fish had made the call, roles reversed, I would have said the same thing. It is an awful call, and I bet you that he was asked about it. I haven't looked at his interviews. I don't care enough right now. But it is absolutely going to be a topic of conversation on their message boards. Now, someone told me that the North Dakota State kicker last week missed a 22-yard field goal. So that's cool. Don't kick the field goal. Give it to your best player. Right. And uh, we talked about it on our way home because we're just, like, so pumped up. And, you know, we're trying to get our thoughts out how we're going to talk about the podcast. And I was talking about the chess game. Like, who coached better tonight? And honestly, it was back back and back, back to back, back and forth, pretty even on both sides in, until North Dakota State outcoached itself. That moment really changed the game, and Arizona was able to capitalize on it. And I also think, you know, we, you, Jason said it, our athletes are better. Arizona's athletes are better conditioned, and there could have been a little bit of tired players out there on the, on the, in the fourth quarter. On, but, not on our team, sorry, NDSU. Which, which is kind of wild to think about because they only ran, what was it, what I say, 57 plays, and they subbed. I, There's it, a lot of subbing tonight. I, it, and look, North Dakota State is, they do what they do. And people kept asking me on Twitter, Arizona knows what's coming. Why can't they stop it? You got to give credit to North Dakota State. First off, they're bigger than Arizona. They're huge. Like, Shelby and I were right by their locker room when they were coming out, and we're like, oh, these dudes are big. I also got run over by a North Dakota State cheerleader. Yeah, so what Shelby did is... Uh, I, I kicked said, her. I said, Shelby, that's like a door, and she kicked <laughs> the cheerleader down. It was disgusting. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm fine, by the way. No, she just, she bumped, she just bumped into me. She didn't kick anyone. But, you know, you, you take a look, and look, I'm looking at the stats. Spencer Wage, their best defensive player, had one tackle show. One Tukolo. Also, your boy Tootsie had four tackles. King Tut. <laughs> King Tut. Anyway, um, but, like, that that was a big team. And when you're really good at what you do, think about it this way. like Why would you change it? Nebraska back in the day, you knew they were running the option, but it worked. Georgia Tech, and when they had Paul Johnson, when that thing was moving back in the day, you knew what they were doing. But you couldn't stop it. Like, you oftentimes, when the, the best football teams, you know what's coming, but you can't stop it. And eventually, Arizona made the stop. But when you're running, you're running, you're running, and then they do that play action to the tight end, who, by the way, is an NFL tight end. Noah Gindorf will play in the NFL. Very confident in saying that. Gryffindor. But, um, like, they have NFL player guys. They might have four NFL guys. But, like, they do what they do. Really, really well. And I am of the belief that if North Dakota State was in the Pac-12, it'd probably be a 500 team, which is a big compliment to that team. Also imagine a cannonball is running at you at full speed and then tell yourself you can stop the cannonball. I talked to a coach after the game, and, and I like his description because I, he, you know, he, we were talking off record, but I'm not going to name him. But those guys are scary in the run game. They look like a pro team in a lot of the concepts and how sophisticated – they're huge and they're violent. Yeah. Also dirty and nasty, just like their fans. 
But, <laughs> but like, it is a violent run game. Like, Arizona's going to be sore from this one. But, um, you know, it, it, it's they do what they do, and they do it very, very well. And it worked for a good chunk. But to me, one of the stat of the game is Hunter Lipke, three carries for nine yards and one catch for nine yards in the entire fourth quarter. Yeah, they contained him in the fourth quarter. Um, so it was impressive all around. Both sides of the ball contributed. Jaden Dolores said in the post-game um, presser that, it, that the offense realized that they needed to do better this week. They needed to help the defense, and they really did um, do that. All sides of the ball happened tonight. Also, shout out to... Shelby's so tired right I'm now, I'm so guys. tired. He's not even speaking English. Uh, <laughs> the giant scout that was in the elevator with us. That was yes. kind of cool. Yeah. We asked who he was looking at, and, he's, and I, I jokingly said, I know, you can't tell us, but he actually did. Jacob Cowing. He he's, said that he... I don't care. Yeah, I, we'll I just say it out loud. Yeah. Whatever. He, We're going to tell all your secrets. He's not listening to this. He said Jacob Cowing was clearly the best player on Arizona in terms of pros. Uh, what else? A couple other things that we should discuss. A uh, moment of silence for ASU football, please. Okay. Okay, we're done. ASU lost to Eastern Michigan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> something on bamboozled. Sorry, uh, it's Air, really funny. ASU is a 20-point favorite. So that whole, you know, oh, ASU, it's, it's, it's pretty similar to Arizona losing to NAU. Yeah. Um, the, it's, you know, Chris Cartman over there said, it was the worst home loss in decades. And you just hate to see it. Okay, I'm done hating it. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you were saying after our, the Arizona game, like, when does Herm Edwards potentially not work for ASU well, anymore? Well, the problem is I don't want to turn this into an ASU podcast. No, we're but, not. Uh, Herm Edwards and Ray Anderson are besties for life. And so if Ray Anderson fires Herm, he's basically admitting that he screwed up. Um, want to give a shout-out, even though they're not listening to this, to the Eastern Michigan social media team who put up the score graphic and said you play to win the game. Yeah, so, it was pretty brutal. Social media teams are awesome. Arizona oh, Arizona's did the Bison tonight, Burger. The Bison thing. Oh, did you see during the game? Yeah, they gave it a like the a, Casino del Sol with our friend Ryan. Yeah. Uh, the head Ryan head chef Ryan Clark. Uh, they had a Bison Burger feature yeah, tonight. That was stuff. amazing. Yes. No word on whether or not they will kill a live buffalo when Colorado comes to town, but. Look, here's what I know, Shelby. What do you know? I know that Arizona had one win last season, and it was against a COVID-depleted Cal team. I know that through three games, Arizona has two wins, and they are very legitimate. Now, we did find out tonight, San Diego State's dog shit. But still going, I think they lost to Utah 400 and negative six. But the fact that you're still going on the road and beating that team in their new stadium is impressive. And if we're comparing it to, you know, a Utah win, whatever, you know, it's it's – cool because Utah's the best team in the conference probably but it's uh you know it, it, Arizona's clearly a better team it was 35 to 7 by the way mm-hmm. uh and Braxton Burmeister sucks but <laughs> wait Braxton Burmeister of the Yonkers Cheese Fortune I think he got benched oh wow he's... no he lost it to an eye injury yeah he couldn't see where he was throwing <laughs> <laughs> bop, bop, bop. Braxton got a thumb in the eye he was black for him at one time and blurred for most of the game he couldn't see Arizona fans say no shit. He hasn't seen for two weeks. Oh, my God, Shelby, you're turning me on. Anyway, oh, speaking of turning me on. Yeah. Jed Fish saying fuck you to the North Dakota State sideline. It was incredible. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Because they're it... all dirty assholes. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. Well, well we're getting banned by the SEC. <laughs> 
This is worse than the Richard Air show. Anyway, um, <laughs> the players, they're not like they were acting after the game. Like, Tank Wilson tweeted something like, enjoy your flight. Jerry Roberts was tweeting like, I, I believe that Jed Fish played up the underdog angle. And, I, and I'm sure that they heard that they weren't supposed to win and all that. And Chip and on the shoulder thing. North Dakota State was dirty. Dorian Singer said they, the linemen were shoving heads into the ground when they got up. Yep, he saw it on the Jumbotron. So maybe take a look at that on the replay. But Jed clearly played up this disrespect angle, and it worked. I, I was laughing. We went to Bear Down Friday. And Dave Hickey said, they're favored, and they should be favored. And, and like, we have great respect. We're just hoping to stay in this game. Oh, Dave. So uh, Arizona has now won two games in which it was the underdog. Has been in an underdog in the three games. I it, I think it's going to be the underdog against Cal. Which is great. Probably by like two points. So the first game it'll be a favorite in probably is the Colorado game. Um, but look, Arizona is not a pushover. Um, you know, there's going to be tough games, but I, I believe that this is a much better win than people, outsiders, casual fans will give it credit for thinking, oh, Arizona just beat an FCS team. That's not what happened. I mean, this is a, a very good football team. And also, you know, shout out to Zona Zoo again, second game yeah, in a row great. that I'd say 89% of the students stayed almost the whole game. I mean, 89%. Yeah, I don't like to say 90. That's very. Yeah, I'd say 89.6. 89.2% of the. DJ Scooter. Whatever, go away. DJ Scooter. Um, but the Zona Zoo stayed most of the game. That's a huge, huge deal. Uh, Jed even talked about that at the post game, saying he loves looking behind him, seeing the Zona Zoo going crazy. And then even just the fans in general, like the, you know, the fans that were not Bison fans, the Arizona fans that stayed. My dad and his girlfriend, who has never been to any football game in her life, so this was a good game for her to see, um, came to this game and stayed the whole time because it was a really entertaining game. And we had fun uh, up in the press conference tonight, press box tonight. It is totally bedtime for Shelby. Oh, my gosh. I'm so tired. Uh, But, yeah, I think that this is a turning point for Arizona football and – we will definitely see what happens when they go on their road trip next week to Cal, which we're not going to. No. No. That's all right. We're going to watch it from home. No one likes Berkeley, let's be honest. Palo Alto is nice. I'm not a big Berkeley guy. Yeah. So, as a pet bison would say. Wow. It sounds like a pigeon. <laughs> sounds like a, a pigeon bison. <laughs> oh, my God. Now you're tired. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Podcasts are a lot more fun after a victory. Thank you. I agree. For joining Shelby and me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know your name. Oh, wait, wait, we need to say this. Um, Someone said, you guys should say, like, better tagline, like, where to find you. Because sometimes, what if we have a new person? Oh, that's right. So you can find me on Wildcat Authority and Shelby at Ms. Shelby K on Twitter. I'm at Jason here on Twitter. Twitter. And, uh, yeah. Also, give us a rating on Apple, unless it's less than five stars. If it's less than five stars, don't give yeah, it Yeah, just rating. only five stars, please. Yeah. We Maybe appreciate Yelp, it. Yelp, five-star service. That's what we're here for. We record podcasts at 140. The tiers of Arizona State, Sun Devils, and Bison keep us awake. 
There were other upsets today. That was it was an upset day, but Arizona prevailed. Shout out to Hawaii. Hawaii won a football game. I know that was amazing. Appalachian State won on a hail mary, which was just stupid. UCLA won on because South Alabama's coach had a stroke in the middle of the game. <laughs> it was so frustrating. So anyway, Pac-12 power rankings: Arizona. Who cares? Bear Thanks down. Also. You know, I respect North Dakota State, but those are some ugly-ass colors. Yeah, someone said it felt like that they were at a A's game. Knock-off Oregon. Knock-off Oregon. That was good. Uh, poor Packer fans. Was Ooh, one. yeah. Anyway, bear down. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.